Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello everyone and welcome to this impromptu edition of Wolves Fancast. It's since national break, we've all got bored with England but it's back to the football. On the podcast this week we've got Andy Gillard. Hello. And back for a special guest appearance this week, we're on the Fancast Elders. Elders. (laughs) One of the originators, um, Adam Thompson. How's it going? Yeah, well we're all right. yeah. Thanks for gracing us. <laughs> I kind of feel everyone's like, "Where the hell have you been? <laughs> What's going on?" Everyone he just missed the train. That was I know. Really yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was really, really late. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so on, on this podcast, we're going to talk about the transfer window. We're going to um, look at the kind of strike situation, preview Millwall the weekend, and also we're going to do Twitter corner as well. But first, Adam, I kind of realised we do this new feature now. Mm-hmm. Where any new person comes in, we give them the fancast three questions. Okay. You've obviously we never did that because there was something we never did in the old days. So as you're back on this week, sure, we'll give you the fancast three questions. It's nothing difficult. Okay. Don't don't worry. It's I very am simple. Worried. Very simple. Sweating cobs, now, ain't you? I am. So we start with favourite Wolves player of all time. That's not Steve Ball. Robbie Keane. Oh, okay. And why 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 Keane? Because he's an absolute legend. Love Keane. He's one of yeah. my favourite footballers ever. I'm gonna, in fact, if he's listening, I love you, Kino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two, best hair at Wolves. Who's Co- currently? Yeah, who's cropping the best oh. crop? If that's the phrase. Um, he's got the best. I'm not sure about that. Oh, no. Um, or worst hair, we accept either answer. John Ruddy, yes, I quite like uh, what yeah. he's fashioned yeah. for that. <laughs> Very tidy. <laughs> I'm not sure, that's absolutely no. caught me okay. unaware, is that? Okay, final then, favourite film. Of all time. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Great what choice. a film. I don't think I've ever really seen Goodfellas. Choice. Watch Goodfellas. The soundtrack is fantastic. The acting is sublime. And Joe Pesci is one evil, evil guy in it. Evil He's person. absolutely brilliant. brilliant. You won the Oscar for that as well. Oh, wow. What the, a film. The How best long have we got? Oscar speech ever given. <laughs> he walks onto stage and just goes, thank you, and then walks off. What a man. Brilliant. What a man. Based We've got on a lot of time for yeah. films on this podcast. Oh, it's based on a true story as well. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. and you know, coincidentally, and sorry to go on about it. But no, no. My you... um, my friend's uncle um, was one of the FBI agents who worked on the original case. Really? And when I went to New York first time ever, he actually drove us around, took us, and he actually gave us like the um, oh yeah, I worked on a case here. I worked on what a film, unbelievable Brilliant. film. What a what wow. an interesting guy. 
Get watching it. Yeah, I studied it. At uni. <laughs> I studied it at uni, so I'm with you. Oh, it's brilliant. Days on that. Okay, so. I need to find this film now and watch it. Because I've never seen. Um, and people will go, <gasps> Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen it. No, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. I, it's a good film, but it's kind of like one of those films that was a bit hyped up for me. But yeah, thing is that it's got. It, to but the, it is good. That's okay. what I mean. For me, it's got to the point now that so many people have said, "Oh, this is an amazing film." It's actually put me off watching it. Run that yourself a bubble bath, a yeah. few candles, <laughs> iPad next to it, and watch, uh, watch, is it red? Is it always red? Red, yeah. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is red. Yeah. The only thing, because that was done by, sorry, I'm going to go on. No. It was Frank Darabont adapting a Stephen King novel. And obviously the story, it's um, Hope Springs Eternal. Mm. And then the next time Frank Darabont adapted a, a Stephen King novel was The Mist, which the, the moral of that story was, however shit life is, it's going to get worse. <laughs> Okay. So I'd watch one and then the other one straight after. Okay. Good, just... Goodfellas doesn't bring any of that. Just <laughs> wanna, you know, if you just want if you want to see a guy getting stabbed to death in the boot of a car at the opening ten seconds, then Goodfellas is the movie for you. Um, that's probably all I can say. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a scene I keep hearing about with Shawshank Redemption that I don't want to. I don't want to watch it because of that particular scene. Oh. Yeah, the, yeah. I think people can guess what it is you've seen the film. I'm like, why do I want to watch that? This podcast has got really, really dark. <laughs> yeah. Really, really great. We've had stabbing in the boots. Yeah. <laughs> Cars. Oh my gosh. Right, we'll talk about the transfer window. Summer transfer window is done, and you could argue it's been one of the best, if not the best, uh, transfer periods in Wolves history. I'm going to run through, or try and run through, all the ins and outs, and we're going to talk generally about what we think. So, uh, outs, Dicko, Edwards, Bodvarsson, Lonigan, Saville, Wallace, Silvio, Williamson, Henry, and on loan, Mason, Iorfa, Nazan, Graham, Gladden, Ebanks, Landell, Evans, not myself, and Flat. Uh, players in, uh, Neves, Miranda, Douglas, Bennett, Ruddy, Afuzu, A.A., hopefully that's right, Norris, and on loan, Jota, uh, Vin- is it Vinegre? Vinegre? Vinegre, yeah. Vinegre? That's what Juice says, so I'll yeah. go with that. Vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Undai. Is it Undai, the new one? On, on I, I think that's oh, it. Undai. Undai. Undai, I'd say. Undai. Uh, Bonatini and Bolly. What are... And we're going to talk about striker, obviously, from the last day. But what are people's kind of thoughts and feelings with those lists? Are people generally happy, unsure, or ecstatic as everyone should be? Well, I'm struggling to think of a better one. Oh. If someone can come to me and, and, th- and say, this transfer window was better than that one then I'm, I'm happy to hear it. and But I can't think. I think if any true Wolves fan that was a little upset over the striker situation and they then use that as a um, as a bit of a barometer for the how the rest of the transfer window went, I, I just want them to come to me and say, well, produce a better transfer window. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at them. We've just, we've just gone and nicked the captain of Porto. Uh, you yeah. know, from, we, we're fighting off some of the great names in Europe. For him to come and you know we're taking people from the Atlantic coast and they're, and they're playing yeah. they're playing down the road from the Shropshire Union Canal. Um, how are we doing this? Uncle, well, Uncle, Uncle Mendes is is a big one uh, there. Uncle Mendes. Oh, good old Uncle Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I'm, I, I, but I'm serious. I can't think of a better transfer window as a Wolves fan. So no. I, no. I think to say that it's a failure because of that one missing player. Is just the biggest overstatement of all time. It's Absolutely. not a failure in the slightest. No. When you think, what, 12 months ago, you think of the players we bought in complementing mm-hmm. the team that was left from Jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it 14 players we bought in last summer? Probably right, something really. like that, Let's yeah. be honest, most of them have either already moved on or they're you know, Prince Onyege and 
who knows what he's doing at the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, good old Prince. Yeah. Prince of our hearts, he's just yeah. doing nothing. And now, like you what say, we've got yeah. the youngest ever captain of a Porto team, in, youngest ever captain in a Champions League. That's right, yeah. Mm. yeah it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. I think where a lot of people are getting their anger maybe a little bit confused is we're all disappointed we haven't got more striker options. To kind of have Dicko go on the Monday mm. was kind of like the flag that we've got someone coming. So everybody was waiting with bated breath, transfer window. But I felt before the day before the transfer window, if we haven't got someone in by now, we're not getting yeah. someone in. I know there was the talk from the guy from PSV. I, I didn't even like... I don't know how to pronounce his name. I didn't even YouTube him. Lock a, <laughs> lock, lock a, lock a deer, I'm going to say. And that's, I'm why, guess. that's why you're a pro, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it wrong most times. So. But like, I feel like if you look at the striker situation, no team gets out of this championship without a goal scorer who's going to hit 20 plus goals. Mm. No team does it. Um, I've, I've wrote about it on my blog and stuff like that. And a little plug there. Mm-hmm. Cry, at Crywolf WWFC yeah. <laughs> on Twitter thank you um, but, but, but that about... said Chris Wood hit 20 odd and where did Leeds finish last year that's that's true but what I'm talking about is clubs who do go oh, no, up it, it certainly helps but yeah, I absolutely. don't think it's the be all and end all I think if you can get several different players chipping in with goals mm. rather than just one focal which point is where, which is where Wolves I think are banking on a bit now yeah. with the a massive quality midfielders mm. in terms of Deadwood you class Deadwood are we happy with the amount of people that have gone out and the type of player-wise that have gone out this summer? Absolutely. Yeah. I think... And I know it's sad to see Dave go because we do have a genuine sort of... Affection. Affection yeah. towards him. Some of us. <laughs> Not everyone, obviously. <laughs> and the same with Dicko, that he seemed a nice bloke. Mm. But ultimately, Dave doesn't fit into this formation. And Dicko, I know he scored two goals for us, but he never really looked like fitting in either mm. I felt Dicko should have been given a chance till January at least <clears throat> I think with his pace um, coming back to full fitness a full pre-season I think he could have offered something It would have, he's, he's a better Dicko than he was at yeah, the end yeah. of last season mm. um, I think that he could have offered something at least till January if he doesn't score then we've given him you know, mm. the best part of a season it hasn't cost us any money. Do you think perhaps he probably he knew he was going to be a, a bench player? So and Hall coming in saying you're probably going to be a first team, you know, starting straight away probably allured him more. Knowing with the type of players that are coming in, was his chances up? I don't know. I think I, he knew I, he was limited. Mm. I, I think when you look at the way Nuno set the team up, the strikers always been playing, mm. dropping deep, back to goal quite a bit. That's not Dicko. And I think he knew that he would either not fit in the team or he just wouldn't play in the mm. team. So I think that was possibly what turned his head. I think the big problem we had last year was we had two players who naturally, when the ball, they didn't have the ball, they naturally go out wide. Dicko and Bob Fartson, mm. they naturally went out wide. What I like about Bonatini is he does not move. He mm. stays in the centre, the crosses come in, he's there. Yeah. Which is what we have been missing. We need an old-fashioned number nine. What I like about him is he drops deep, he, pa- he plays the ball, gets it out wide, he p- gets the ball back to goal, plays it to the wingers, gets straight back up. He doesn't run out wide to receive it and try and cross to a position where he should be, which is what Dicko and Bud Vardson do. Um, so I think that's the strength. But I think in terms of the striker scenario, we've we've got we've got one fully fit senior striker, and I think despite how good that transfer window has been. I think that they've got to hold their hands up and say, we've got this wrong. Mm. But it shouldn't 
you know. But that said, the the transfer window as a whole, I actually think in every position, we're so much stronger yeah. now than we were. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even up no front, doubt about that. It, I'd even say up front, getting rid of Bud Varson and Dicko. Granted, they've got first team experience, but it's going to give Wilson that opportunity to grow into it. Mm. Cavalero, he can play that false nine. Mm. Um, so can Bright. Jota. So actually, I think we're quite well stocked up. Front. Yeah, and it's it's this argument of the false nine formation mm. of whether looking, you know, not bringing a striker in. Actually, have we got this Liverpool style approach that you don't have a, a traditional forward that you just interchange different forwards to play that attacking role? That's what a lot of people are suggesting, and mm. what perhaps Nuno has been looking for. If it works, we won't even be having this debate. I think it's purely yeah. like, if it works, we'd all be like, oh, you know, what did we know? Yeah, yeah. But I think the reality is, and I still stick by it, you do not get out of this division unless you've got a guy who can stick the ball in the net 20-odd times mm. a season. Look at the two times that Wolves have got promoted. We had Ebanks Blake, we had Kenny Miller behind, uh, before that. Last year, who went up? Newcastle, Brighton, they had Glen Murray. Dwight Gale season before that there was Troy Deeney there was mm. um, what was it Callum Wilson at Bournemouth yes mm. you can go through the whole of the championship you do not get out of this division without 20 odd mm. goals goal scorer and, and that's, that's going to be the key then for us really absolutely he's trying to get Bonatini or someone on it, that figure if he can do that yeah. We're going to go, what a signing. Sorry, we're going to get Rossi as a free agent. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. oh, Who's the other one? Um, Diabati or something like that as a free agent. Yeah. The other name circling. I just mentioned on transfer market. So yeah, he's got stats. That one. It sounds that like one. you're reading a menu or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the outs, I mean, somehow we managed to get money for George Savile. Mm. I mean, that seems just ridiculous that we've. The, the rumours were about a million pounds, which is what I think we paid for him. I don't think he's a better player now than when we signed him. I don't think he's really come on. Mm-hmm. I think the same with Jed Wallace. How we've managed to get money for him is beyond me. Dave, I, felt for, I, I always felt I felt sorry for Jed Wallace. I felt I, I really feel there's a player there. I mean, I went I watched. Um, although it was League One standard, I saw him play in a game, and he just looked a class above everybody. Mm-hmm. He, you know, his control, his composure. He played in a ten position, and he looked really good. And I just feel coming from Portsmouth who were League 2 at the time mm. and coming to us playing in front of 20-odd thousand and ex- rather than being like, oh, if Jed has a good game, it's a bonus. Yeah, rather than yeah. you, you're expected to have a good game mm. at Wolves. I think it may have got to him. Uh, I, I, I still feel leagues, I still feel there's a player there and you know he's one of those who'll probably do well not by not being at Wolves. Mm. So all in all then, with this transfer window, we were all saying... A plus, are we? Or was it nine in the new grading system? Whatever number it is now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is it out of ten or is it out of nine? <sighs> I don't know. I, I would give it nine out of ten purely because we didn't get that superstar yeah. striker. It was just that one away from being perfect, I think. Mm. But can't grumble. We need something we to talk about, don't we? Moan about it. I mean, can't have a perfect slate. You need something to moan yeah. about. We need the scapegoat for the season, don't we? I mean, oh, Willie yeah, Bolly yeah. just looks incredible, and <laughs> you've got all these players, and they're just ridiculous. How have we got Willie Bolly? How have we got Ruben Neves? We're talking about Bolly as well because he's uh, injured at the minute. There's no sure. no timeline, official timeline at the minute, but hopefully it's not too long. But yeah, like it, I mean, I got to see uh, Joe for the first time against Cardiff, and I just thought this is incredible. Mm. Like he was even better against Brentford. Yeah. Even better. He's, How he didn't score. Oh. He's um, 
you know, he's like he's like a wasp. He's just here, there, and everywhere. He's just floating in and out of the lines. He's, I think, as the season goes, I think he's going to be really effective. Yeah. And um, if this uh, player that a few people have been mentioning, uh, Helder Costa, is that his name? <laughs> um, if he comes in and um, shows any of the form that's expected of him, then with Jota and Cavalero, yeah. and which I suppose comes to the point you were making about Liverpool, the Liverpool yeah. formation, it could be pretty frightening. Let's talk about on the striker situation and deadline day um, was all about where's the striker going to come from. We thought it was going to happen with this Jurgen Locadia uh, from PSV, but that move fell through um, and then ended and then everybody was in uproar. But what was interesting about the whole striker situation was Jeff Sheed's comments to the old ENS uh, the mm-hmm. day after. And I just kind of took out some quotes from this um, interview because I thought it was really interesting. You're not misquoting she, no. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I dare misquote she. That's uh, Tim Spears' job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we brought in um, an DA on, on loan, which we came up like a little half eleven. It came through at the end. From what I remember looking at the yeah, old Twitter, right. nine minutes to midnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I know he played at Sunderland at one point, but I don't. And Hall, I think. Yeah, it was at Hall since January, remember, but I don't remember. I don't there, remember him at all. Um, so she, in terms of kind of what were the what were the targets um, for kind of near the end of the transfer window, uh, we desperately needed a defensive midfielder. This target was more important. Now I can understand his argument afterwards, talking about in the middle of the midfield and what we've got there in terms of back up to um, Neves and Sace, but you just think, really. I think the most important. He's a defensive midfielder who's playing centre half in yeah. Connor Cody. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I'm not it, it, sort of, it was very important. I remember saying in the group chat at eleven o'clock that I'm I'm disappointed we haven't got a striker, but I feel like we really needed a midfielder mm. because we've only got those. We've got Sais Neves and then Price as backup at mm. that point. And Sais, we all know, is a bit inconsistent. We needed someone else to get in there yeah. and be a bit of competition yeah competition for him so I can see what he means by that but he's also said uh, in our view and in Nuno's view uh, the midfielder was more important I'm sure a lot of people will question that I, line again I'm not buying it <laughs> I'm not buying it Jeff <laughs> um, you also said one or two weeks ago we didn't think it was possible to side and day he was at, in La Liga at now uh, but eventually the chance came and we convinced him to come and I'm just I just saw that I thought we we tried to get um, a kid from Man United. I forget his name. It was the night before. McKinney was it? McKinney, McKinney, yeah, something like that. Um, and then there was a, tr- a story came out that um, we tried to get Forshaw on loan from Borough, and mm-hmm. nothing happened. Then I was just thinking, and there was Colback as well. And there was Colback as well. Mm-hmm. Was it that we genuinely had gone for this guy a few weeks ago, and he was like, nah? So we tried to get someone in, and he literally he came available the last minute, or because it came through at to like midnight it just seemed a bit of a desperation I think you could look at it either way couldn't you it's mm. just yeah I can I can sort of see what Jeff's saying in, in the terms of, I can call him Jeff now, now yeah. mate, by the way <laughs> first time to, first name terms um, I can sort of see what he means by they've they've been looking at him for a while it hasn't come available you know he may have only become available on that day and, and we've then taken the opportunity yeah. to sign him but in regards to him being the sign him like that being more important than a striker. No, I'm not having mm. that. We've got one senior striker at the club. That's it. Mm. He gets injured on if he gets injured on Saturday, we're in big trouble. Mm. And we've got a long, long way to go. And that's the truth of it. We're gonna be playing a youngster. We can't call Niall Ennis back because I understand he's injured. For six months injured. Yeah, I mean again. 
Wilson, he's come on and scored a goal, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But are we really gonna be relying, putting the hopes of um, you know a team with so, a club with so much ambition on a young mm-hmm. lad's shoulders? It's all down to a big Brazilian guy. It just seems strange to me that it's been the the one target Wolves have needed for the last five windows now. And yes, we've got Bonatini in, we haven't seen his potential yet, but <laughs> t- t- we've got the resources to to mm. get a, a striker of that of, of that big caliber, and we still haven't done it. And yet, okay. Nuno's really built from the back and he's done really well but you just think with all the time we've had once again it's somehow it's come down to the last day and nothing's happened it is strange like you say it was about three months since the end of last season and it left to the last day my, my only saving grace from this really is the fact that we're talking about us you know, dealing with the likes of Villarreal, PSV, yeah. Porto. I mean, can we? It's not that long ago when we're going. Oh, he looks tasty, isn't that guy down at Plymouth? Uh, <laughs> he looks alright. Oh, it's that guy who's scoring in the uh, conference who's getting he's, a goal. He's highly regarded. Hi, next, have you, Jamie Vardy. Have you ever noticed when you see sort of like a team by a, a player or a news, a news report? It's always also oh, have signed highly regarded player. <laughs> it's never club signed uh, player. Yeah, it's always highly regarded. Yeah, highly hot prospect, rated. Hot yeah. prospect, hot yeah. Prospect. Um, when she carries on this interview, in terms of obviously there's no striker and um, perhaps looking at a free agent as well, in reference to the striker situation, which is the best line of all, he says, we also have Joe Mason and Paul Gladden. We're watching them play. Oh, Bring Paul. back Gladden. <laughs> Bring you? back him. My gosh. I'm just hoping you've seen that goal against Ajax and thought, right, what, why would we let that guy out? Bring him back. I think there will be takeaways around Wolverhampton who will be jumping <laughs> on the bandwagon of this campaign to, for the return of Gladden. Somebody shared a thing on Twitter with this today that on Ofozu AA's uh, Instagram, he'd got some um, takeaway from a, a, a dessert shop and people were saying, oh, is he, is he now going to be the new Gladden? Mm. Well, he doesn't play and he yeah. likes food. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The combo works. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I mean... Yeah. Um, Maybe that's a new thing. Maybe that's just like uh, Wolves Mails. Yeah. <laughs> just bring him back. Bring him back, she. We know we all love him. Um, now, when um, the whole... Like, after the window closed, sorry, and we couldn't get Lokakeda, um, other players' names came out of who we apparently missed out on. Uh, Stefan Okaka from Watford, if that's right to say. Um, Chris Martin from Derby on loan is a rumour. And uh, Remy from Chelsea. On, yeah. a, on a free, basically, because he already signed was ringoed. for Las Palmas. Las Palmas. Was it and the to... story was that he had already agreed to deal with Las Palmas. Mm-hmm. So can't believe come... he picked the Canary Islands <laughs> over uh, Wolverhampton. Over, over the moth. Oh, over Penn Island. <laughs> <laughs> but all that, to me, again, sounds like it's a, a last-minute thing. But also, when that story came out about exclusive, Wolves yeah. just missed out on... Um, Stefan, I'm going to say yeah. Stefan. It really felt like a, a bullseye thing of all oh, his, what you could have won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it also felt like a classic, like, Moxie era thing of, oh, we did try. Oh, it we was. That was the get... classic yeah, Moxie time, was. wasn't it? And it's just so more of you, Oh, this is a pack. Like, was it that one time where we, we could have got Robbie Keane? Oh, um, it's. Robbie Keane has always said Wolves have never bid for him. And I believe Keane because, as, as we've said, he is God as far as I can see. <laughs> there, and there's no way we've gone for him, and that's what I believe. But. In terms of this, if we had been if it had been part of our plan to have brought a striker in and we knew what we was doing and we'd had this prepared for days, we would not even be entertaining the idea of Loic 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 Remy is it Loic 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 yeah. Remy. Yeah. We wouldn't even be entertaining the idea of Remy or or um, 
or Chris Martin because yeah. Chris Martin's somebody that we should have been looking at in the summer. Well, we tried to get him last summer, didn't we? From yeah. and and that's somebody who's been a long time. Why are we why are we messing around mm. with this with days to go? I honestly believe that we had somebody lined up. We must almost certainly yeah. when Dick. You don't let Dicko go. Um, if you don't believe you're bringing someone mm-hmm. in, and I don't necessarily think it was the lad from PSV, I think it was somebody else. Mm. And if it's, as we say, Uncle Mendez is involved, it could have been a plethora yeah. of players, it could yeah. have been anyone it could have been, but I honestly think it was nearly, nearly done. And um, it's kind of falling down. Happened. Well, Something someone's deep. probably come in and he's thought, actually, there's probably a better opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit warmer in that league as well. There's probably loads of deals that have, have never been seen the light of day, you know, in the press or behind closed doors that. <laughs> that have never happened if you know what I mean though well the classic one yeah. was always wasn't it Burkamp to War now Burkamp that... Asda is the great one <laughs> oh that striker situation then it's well we'll see what happens really don't get injured Bonatini basically yeah yeah, yeah. we'd be right up <laughs> shit creek wouldn't we <laughs> uh, but no that's it actually the Lockadier when I was looking at some of the stuff with him he didn't seem like he was that out-and-out out number nine that mm. I think some people assumed he was. You looked at his stats, yeah, he, he had, I think it was like a one-in-four goal um, ratio, but actually he set up a ton of goals as well. So I think that he probably was looking for that false number nine-ish mm. kind of guy. Mm. So he released a song as well at the start of this season, so I just thought him and Hawes work so well. Bat- battle rapping at half-time. Have, have you heard this song, Adam, the Courtney Hawes song? Oh, no. Have you not heard this song? Courtney, when do you Courtney, not follow Courtney? I do, Hawes, but when he puts stuff on like Instagram, I just know I'm not going to like it. It's the same with Jordan Graham. That's why I'm not. <laughs> that's why I'm not bothered. He's gone. He's released like a proper song. Mm. Oh, hang on, yeah, I have heard about this. Courts is his name. Yeah. It's, it's a Courts. proper song in inverted commas. They're swearing in the song, Adam. Well, swearing. Anybody who knows me knows I don't <laughs> like to swear. So uh, that's already put me off already. I've got to say that's one good thing because normally when a player leaves the club, I start following them on Twitter. And now that Jordan's gone, God, I don't understand half the stuff he's saying. That's the thing, like, there's just a random, like, word. Remember yeah. what, Frank Nublay, and he just tried to get the... Oh, clack. Clack. What's clack, that yeah. word? You can't just pick any onomatopoeia <laughs> and just, like, use that as, oh, that's going to be my uh, phrase. And then he scored and he had it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Mm, what's that about? I think yeah, my but... favourite was Dench with... Um... Oh, Vimpong. But at Vimpong, least he managed it, to yeah. get that to yeah. Judy Dench. Yeah. Who bore <laughs> yeah, a house. At least he got somewhere. But some guy called Frank Nublake going clap. Well, what's that mean? <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. Didn't he score the other day as well? I wonder if he still got that T-shirt. Loads on. of people scored. Was it last weekend? Loads of former players. Uh, yeah, I think we had like about eight or nine former <laughs> players score. That's just a Saturday. Yeah. It's a normal Saturday. So we'll go uh, straight to previewing the. Yeah, we'll go straight to previewing the game of the weekend against Millwall back in the league. Um, this is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Oh, currently 17th, although, again, you can't really judge the table at the minute. Uh, they've only got one win out of their current five league games. That came in the last game, uh, 4-0 home win against Norwich. And both Wallace and Savile, which we'll talk about now, have got two each so far. Is this game set up for the Wallace and Savile Super Show? Because they're going to come back to try and prove a point, surely. Well, I think with Savile, I always go back to the match last season against Chelsea when he absolutely bottled it. When he had that chance, was it oh, yeah. ten minutes out? Oh, hit the post. Yeah, 
he's just a bottler, so he's, <laughs> he, he's bound wow. to come back and haunt me now, isn't he? After saying that, but oh, this is I, I don't mate. fear him at all. <laughs> oh. Wallace, like you said, I think there is a player. Oh, there's now. a t-shirt to be made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like if, if if he scores the weekend, you've got to uh, he's wear a t-shirt. Up to the safe bank to find me. Isn't he? <laughs> you should wear a t-shirt that says "I do not fear Savile." <laughs> <laughs> like you say with Wallace, because we have seen that odd glimpse. I think he will try and prove a point. Mm. Adam, what do you think on the Wally Savile combo? Um, the greatest I, I, tag team. I, I think I'm more concerned about Morrison and um, Gregory. Their mm. strike force, really physical. That's why I think that um, we could see the return of um, Danny Baff in the back three. I think because um, in the air, certainly, alongside Miranda, mm. and he's going to have um, Connor Cody. Um those they're a handful that they are. Mm. I mean, they're they're going to cause problems for teams in this division, whether or not they've got the best football in ability or not. They're they're physical guys. Gregory feeds off Morrison, vice versa. They ran you know League One ragged last season, mm. but I think um, I think really those are the ones I'm going to be. I think there's going to be a problem. They don't play bad football. No. Um, they don't play bad football. And if you look at the goals, a lot of them are from wide positions, crosses into the box. And you know, we might restrict our fullbacks getting forward. I think we're going to see a, a, a kind of a stereotypical performance. I'm talking about here from Millwall that we saw from Cardiff a couple of weeks ago. The kind of physical. I want to make this issue about mm. Cardiff. This nonsense that Cardiff came along and kicked us off the park. No, they didn't. No, it's such a red herring. It's we lost. It was a, kind of we, a, a smoke screen for something else. It was certainly what we lost. End of story. Deserve to lose. They're the better team on the day. And people were getting videos of like some Barry Douglas getting knocked down. You know what I mean? I could have blown him. Anyway, could have blown him over. It was that quick. You know, he went down that easily. And then there was this notion, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, Cardiff then have bullied us." Those are the games you have got to win. Mm. You have to win those games. You do not get out of this division. But also, I think people always associate Millwall and think, oh, because they've got a bit of a reputation of perhaps having a quite boisterous fan base, that therefore they've got a boisterous team. I don't believe that. I've, you know, I've seen um, Millwall play, and I think they're a decent side. I don't think they're going to try and rough us up. But even if they do try and rough us up, we've got to overcome that. Mm. There's no mm. point taking to social media after and the tears that were coming from Wolves fans that was almost flooding Twitter with because we you know somebody was a little bit physical with us that's going to happen in this division mm. and if we can't get used to it we're just going to get bullied I think yeah. with the Cardiff thing there were some challenges that were questionable but it was the lack of consistency from the referee the referee was shocking that didn't 100%. help at all but that, that, that the ref may have been bad the ref in fact the ref was bad it was awful but there was, you know, I had some friends there, they're Cardiff fans, they're in the Cardiff end, and one, there was one shot that went, took a massive deflection, went out for a corner. They couldn't believe it had been given as a goal kick. They said we couldn't stop mm. laughing. That, that, there's, there's one say, there's one um, thing to say, the ref was poor. But to say that they came along and kicked us off the park, I mean, the one goal from, one chance from Kenneth Sahor that he scored, you know what I mean? Mm. If that's done by a Premier League striker and that goes mm. in, we don't stop Raving talking about it. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And I think when I, am I right in saying the couple of the goals there wasn't no physicality, weren't long balls into the box. Yeah, because Mendes is from right. long range, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think that this this notion that they came to kick us off the park, they were there to stop the play. They just worked it well. They just knew how to deal with us, and that's what an experienced manager in this uh, division mm. does. And so, whether or not they can do that over a thirty-eight game season, 
I'm right. To be is it VA? 42? 42 games. 46. God knows. Over 40 odd <laughs> game season. Whether or not they can keep that up, fair enough. That's not how we're going to play because they're going to play to their strengths. And they did. And so, they so we're going to kick stereotypes out the window and say Wolves, Millwall, beautiful football. <laughs> That's what we're going to see. I think with, you could see it against Cardiff, even though when we were losing, we never changed our philosophy. Mm. We never went to that long ball. And I think that will be the same against Millwall. We will try and play our game and impose the way we do things on them. I think that them. is a problem that we have in this country full stop in, in terms of football. And England's national team are the worst for that. Mm. It's they, they're taught, keep the ball on the deck, keep the ball on the deck, all from St George's Park, all the way, keep it on the deck, this formation, keep, be patient. What happens? They panic. Let's pump it up to the big man. Yeah. Up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I think we, Wolves, have been guilty of that over years. And what I want to see is someone going, no, we're going to stick it out. We're going to do like United used to do mm. in the 90s. Do not worry. We will score. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's 91, 97. We'll do things the proper way. And exactly. yeah, it'll come But I want to try and avoid us being an Arsenal because that's just yeah. my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, so team selection then on... Saturday, Adam, you kind of mentioned about Bart coming in. <clears throat> mm. You not think Miranda because Miranda hasn't been the best last couple of games. Not enough yeah. to give him a chance for a rest. Possibly, I mean, Bennett might be ideal. I yeah. mean, if they're up against two classic British centre forwards, then perhaps Bennett and uh, Baff at the back with Connor Cody, um, it could it could be ideal. But I I can um, I envisage um, Baff coming in mm. for um, Baff coming in for injured Bowley in this yeah. one that's that's my thoughts on that but and oh, Andy sorry <laughs> um I think I think he'll stick with Miranda because he's he's guy mm-hmm. he's Bolly definitely out do we know if we heard? well I, I I would pres- heard nothing's been officially said I presume that yeah. if they're gonna have a scan on his leg he's mm. not gonna be playing this and weekend what about Douglas because obviously after the card if he had that mm. Oxygen boot thing on, didn't he? And we've not the Michael Jackson oxygen. Test. Yeah, we've we've not seen whether or not he's got over his knock. The lad, yeah, the, the, the lad whose name I can't pronounce, I'm just going to call him Vinegar. He he was absolutely superb against um, Brentford. Yeah, he was absolute class above. Um, not to put it, remind me of I remember one of the best performances. Oh, like, remind me of myself. No. <laughs> Probably with young Thompson. <laughs> oh, this guy could run faster than three miles an hour. Um, one of the best performances I ever saw of Molyneux was Ashley Cole in 2004 and this guy the way that he played very much like an Ashley Cole performance mm. brilliant going forward and I have to say I personally thought it was him and Jota with the um, man of the matches mm. on the mm. day um, or men of the match even and I thought um, he's someone I'd be really excited and I think um, he, he can keep yeah. um, Barry Douglas out of the team in my view so. So then, and then, so defence could might work itself out then, really, in terms mm. of injuries and stuff like that. And the midfield, you've got that that middle two with Sace and Neves, which is is going to stick. He looks think. like it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, probably. And then up front, Bonatini, Bright. He's going to have the least anxiety of like <laughs> everyone in the team. Oh, will I get in the team? Will I get picked? Bonatini's going to just be there, lying down, Strolling up yeah. ten minutes late. He's going to and up front. Cavalera, what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. So what, what Bonatini, Bright and Jyoti would think as a front three to start? Because I, I, I see that Cav does more, is better, sorry, when he comes off the bench as an yeah, impact zone. Yeah. I think the times we saw last season where he started, he just didn't seem to have that impact yeah. about but him. But I'm hoping that the international break has mm. helped Bright because he was starting to look a bit leggy again. Mm. And mm. Obviously, we all know that he's got questionable decision-making. 
So I'm hoping this bit of a break now he'll have just sort of got his. I feel he's, I feel he's one goal away, you know, from some from great it's things. So, it's, so, mm. it's so annoying, so frustrating for him though. Oh yeah, you can play, play. I really feel yeah. he's one goal away. One, you know, almost like what Rashford did, you know, for England. Mm. You just feel he's one goal away, and we've got a real good player on our hands. I think the confidence will help him. I think he, he, you can he, see because when he makes that one decision yeah. wrong, you'll then make another oh, the decision wrong. It's the it? rush of blood to the head, isn't it? Yeah, if he's, it is know, that confidence with it. it. Yeah, if you can, if um, you can learn composure in the final mm. third, we've mm. got one hell of a player on our hands. He's just frustrating as hell, isn't he? When he's the amount of decision. But I'd rather, but I'd rather, I'd rather see, I'd rather see a guy who's come through our system and be like that than yeah. buy in a player. And get the same. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd yeah. rather see that because you feel like he's one of our own. I want him. You know, he he has a shot on goal, and it was at the last home game, and people were a little bit frustrated. And I thought, this this is a young kid, he's nineteen years of age. Mm. I think I said at nineteen years of age, I was still working out my master league team on pro. <laughs> this guy's like putting in great performances. Right. Okay. Let's do predictions then for the game at the weekend. Uh, Wolves v Millwall. Adam. How are you feeling for uh, <laughs> It's not like we've already done this already and the recording stopped again. Uh, what was your prediction again? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I feel a 2-0 win for Wolves. I feel um, we've got what it takes. I saw signs against Brentford that we, we can handle um, Millwall. I think um, Brentford, for me, um, whereas uh, probably a better football inside than Middlesbrough. Um, and I felt that Perhaps nil nil was a fair result, but I think we'll we'll step it up a notch against Millwall. Um, I think if we get an early goal on the day, we, we could be in for a, a really good day as a Wolves fan. Yeah, Andy, what are you going for? Yeah, I agree with that. I think early goal. I think we'll get in there, really ruffle some feathers. I'm going to go with four two again. <laughs> I, I do genuinely think someone someone's about to get a spanking when you see the way that I mean, <laughs> someone's, someone's hankering for a spankering. Yeah, basically, that's another t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see someone is gonna get one. Basically, yeah. we get into that point now where it's it's just what was it? Rude, holy, sexy football, wasn't yeah. it? You can see it. And David think... Batty with the half and half, <laughs> great photo. Yeah, that was. brilliant. That. Um, so yeah, I'm going four two. I think we'll. I think Bonatini could get a couple. Yeah. See, my gut at the minute is the party pooper gut, and I think it's going to be two one. Don't do it again. I can see, a, I can see a Cardiff. That's what my gut's telling me at the minute. I really? can see a Cardiff again, and then the pretzels will be coming down, and all the the, the you know pretzels, you know the um, <laughs> the scapegoating will happen mm, with I, the striker. That's I, that's what my, obviously I want Wolves to win, but that's what my gut is telling me mm, at the minute, and my, it's going to be a Wallace or Savile. One of the two is going to score and go up to the South Bank and do the shush. I don't think so. I don't think. Um, I think we're looking at Cardiff. Cardiff were a team, what, four, three on the bounce? They'd won. And then the Cavs, yeah, that was four, four on the bounce. Yeah. So they were a team in form. A lot of them had played together under Warnock the year before. Um, Warnock, you know, I think a lot of the team also wanted to get one over Wolves because of like the rivalry between mm. um, Warnock and Wolves as well. I think there was all that, that going on. And they, you know, they, they didn't, like you know, roll us over that much. The one two one that were fair, fair and square, the one. But I'd be very disappointed and very surprised if Millwall can mm. pack the punch that uh, Cardiff did. Well, we'll see. I think if Wally scores, he probably will celebrate. But I don't think Savile will. Mm. And if he does, I'll have him <laughs> from the pitch. I'll have him. Well, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll see them. Fingers crossed for uh, Saturday. Before we get onto Twitter corner. 
I forgot to mention last week, and I think it's it's worth mentioning for those listeners who are wrestling fans, a very minute audience <laughs> who were. Um, if you watched any of the wrestling over the last couple of weeks, you would have noticed, especially the SummerSlam pay-per-view, our logo was front and centre for most of the pay-per-view, and that was thanks to one of our listeners, Ash Dolan, who went to WrestleMania last year and did the exact same thing. But he did it for SummerSlam the following Monday Night Raw, the following Tuesday SmackDown as well. And it became a bit of a, a thing in the internet wrestling community, people asking, what the hell is this volume sign? Um, so we just want to say a big thank you to, to Ash, to you know, not only going over there, obviously for his own pleasure, but for taking a fan cast sign and be willing to have Great holding cool. it up for the whole thing. It was, wasn't it? It was yeah. through like the whole three, four hours SmackDown, three yeah. hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. It was there front and centre. It was great. And it's just weird watching these matches going, that's the Fancast logo right there in America in front of millions of people. This is ridiculous. But yeah, so thank you so much. Much appreciated for you. Is the road dog still on there wrestling? Because that's probably the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still backstage? He's the Smackdown head creative and he gets nothing but abuse on Twitter. New road dog. Sometimes from me. We'll do quickly throw names at us when you remember. We'll tell you where they are now. Oh, wow. Um, Doink the Clown. Dead. (laughs) Oh, really? really? Yeah, Matt Bourne dead. Okay. <laughs> start starting a lot, guys. Um, oh, wow. Do you know, oh, I'm trying to think, um, what was his name? Um, the, blue, the Blue Meanie? <laughs> He's not with WWE. He's still working indie shows and stuff, though. Viscera? Dead. <laughs> You're picking out the dead ones here. Big oh, names, big names. Big names. Yeah, come on, oh, remember the big okay. names. Oh, well, the Rock gonna... doesn't perform much, but he's in movies now, if you don't know. I'm aware of <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wow, I don't know. Oh, oh Billy Gunn, if we're on the... Uh, he DX. recently got fired for steroid use. He now works with New Japan and Ring of Honor. We now have a transfer news for our section <laughs> on WWE. This yeah. is brilliant. Look what's happened. But very, very briefly, Undertaker... We think finally had his retirement match, but then that's now up in the yeah, air. Yeah, it might be coming. Once again. You guys looking at me as if to say, Kane, Kane is running for mayor somewhere in America. Harry Kane? Yeah, both <laughs> Harry Kane and the, man, the, the, the big red monster. And uh, who else is the big name? Stone Cold Steve Austin has his own TV show, and that's neat. Oh, well, yes. I, I, I've, I've, I quite like uh, brew my beers, which I know a lot of the listeners like to brew their beers, and they're into their real ales. And I do know he's got broken skull ales. Which oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find it, but I just can't seem to get anywhere. And I don't think you can import it. Oh. He needs to sort that out. And mm. Yeah, the, it rattles, the old rattlesnake. Anyway, less wrestling talk now. All those people have switched <laughs> off. Let's do the final bit of the podcast. It's Twitter corner. It's your chance to send us your questions, anything wolves or non-wolves related, and we will answer them. Scott Bagley. Firstly, comes with um, if you had to take one player to be your partner in a man versus eat man versus food style eating challenge, who would it be? Who are you taking for man versus food? Current player or ex player? He doesn't say, so we can open it up to both regions. Current player, current player, I think Bolly because he's just a monster, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I think he could get to let him do snack. all the work. Yeah, just I'll have a bit. I'll have a bit of this coleslaw. That's yeah. fine. You do yeah. all the rest. He can get. He can get the bread down him. Yeah, I'll get the filling. <laughs> Happy teamwork. Days. Yeah, just put yeah. the filling out. And then I'd just then um, to go back to the wrestling. There'd be a break of noise. Who are we bringing on to finish it off? It's only Gladon. Yeah, he's only just returned. <laughs> Surely Gladon's the one. One hundred percent. Surely Gladys is the one. He he'd, he'd have one challenge and go. What's for mains? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be Instagram living it the whole time as well. What a man. He's a great man. Um, he looks like Guy Pearce. It was nicely pointed out to us. Okay. Yeah, yeah he does. Look, find a picture of him again. 
Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce, and another Guy Pearce. Yeah. I need to remember, I need to remind myself what Gladnon looks like now. <laughs> Find so it. don't see his face. You usually just see a meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In his hands. Um, Oliver Butler, when will I stop being sad? Oh, that's really depressing. Yeah, let's move Thanks on. Sorry, that. Oliver. <laughs> I don't know. I want to address that. He could have been reaching out to people for a long time and we're just going to gloss over that. When is he going to stop being sad? When he realises he's a fantastic person. Mm, maybe. It, it'll, it'll be yeah. Saturday when Wolves yes. oh, that's play to the pitch. There you go. Let's keep it on the nail. Uh, Craig Moore, if you had to cook a meal for Nuno, what would you make? What would be your meal of choice for Nuno Plito Santo? I'd sit him down. I'd say you would take a nice seat there. I'd yeah. put a little bit of a candle on. I'd <laughs> rustle up a bit of uh, jerk chicken. Yeah. What what am I putting on my rice? What's that thing? A bit of time putting on my rice, putting that together. <laughs> Not for decoration, just for like... Oh, no, no, that's all going in there. Uh, I think Jamaican jerk chicken with some rice and pea, which is not at all stereotypical for my heritage. Oh, it's beautiful. I also recommend um, Aunt Sally's in Broad Street and Wolverhampton, which too, fantastic. (laughs) Uh, What's their curried lamb like? Fantastic, beautiful, wonderful, right? magical. I'm looking for somewhere (laughs) to go for that, but okay. Aunt Sally's, Broad Street, Wolverhampton. What are we going for, Andy? What are you cooking for, Nuno? I do quite a good gnocchi. So I'd probably go with, yeah, get gnocchi, tomato, peppers, then throw some chorizo in there. Ooh. Oh, just mozzarella on top. Nice, nice. Bake it for 20 minutes, job done. That's beating nice. me. My only come back to that is probably salmon and some eggs, poached eggs. Ooh, a little nice. salmon. Yeah, beans on toast for me. <laughs> uh, Ross Watson, you know Ross, Adam, he's just asked, um, how's his right hook? Or how my right hook felt? Let me explain the story of this. <laughs> This guy. Little, little wink emoji as well. We as well. were at cheeky wink we were emoji. at Cardiff away last season. By the way, it's one of the worst performances I've ever seen Wolves play. The only thing that beat it was when we lost to Wigan a few weeks later. Do you remember that game? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, so I was stood next to Ross Watson, and as I've said before, we've got friends who are Cardiff fans. We do try and make a point of going to this game. So we went down to Cardiff. I think it was around Christmas time. So the Christmas fair on. And let's just say me and Ross enjoyed the fact that we weren't driving and we were enjoying, we were in Christmas and away day spirits. Yep, you had your nice range of non-alcoholic drinks. Non-alcoholic drinks, but they did have a really nice one called Barry Island IPA, which I highly recommend for anybody going down to Cardiff. Beautiful. Um, I'm so told. Uh, (laughs) And so obviously Doherty scores within the first few minutes. I'm not paying attention. I'm looking at the away. I'm taking in the sights, the wonderful blue plastic seats that are surround the Cardiff City Stadium, which is really nice of them. Um, and next thing I know, I look up, ball hits the back of the net, and Ross's um, right fist connects with my face. And we're not just talking <laughs> a, a punch that just just glances. We're not talking about a Mayweather glance on McGregor or anything. We're talking <laughs> a full-on punch that I think I've seen stars at one point a couple of times. <laughs> Before I realised in a um, well in a haze that what was actually going on, but yeah, so he's asking for how it was. Revenge is a dish best served cold, my friend. <laughs> uh, Thomas Bigford, uh, what's your favourite Muller corner? I don't think I really have Muller corners. Oh, I like the uh, Muller rice, the apple one. I know we should go for Muller light, to be honest. Yeah. The Muller corner. It's mm. a good question. That is. Oh, it's, it's a star question, is it this week? Oh. I don't have Muller w- w- corners. Do you so know, is it not one with vanilla and then they've got like vanilla and chocolatey balls and stuff like that? I remember they used to do a 
banana one with chocolate covered cornflakes. I used to like that one. Oh yeah. 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 I'm with that one. We're That's that one. Banana yogurt, yeah. Um Pete B or Pete Hab says, uh, what movie gangster would you like to take over Thelwell's job? There are stories recently about a, a guy <laughs> that might be taken over from Thelwell. I can't, I, what team is he from? I can't remember. Thelwell's the biggest gangster going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there are some stories of someone potentially taking over Thelwell. He's left a, a director. Yeah, he's left like a sporting director's role yeah. in, I'm going to say, Greece. It's somewhere in Greece, yeah. um, and I think was it Roma were linked with him as well. Yeah, and he's a Mendes person. Yes, we think so. It, it, we, we can connect the dots there. But anyway, movie gangster for mm. Thelwell's job. Mm, I'm not sure. No, I don't know my gangsters as well. I don't really know a lot tonight. I think um, Scarface. I'm trying to think of his name. Robert De Niro's character. Oh, actually, I take it back. Um, Bill the Butcher out of Gangs of New York. Yes, oh, I know that wow. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get any player we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ruled five ways with an iron fist so we're fine yeah uh, final question from our very own Stu Hall favourite Sean Bean on screen death did he die in when Saturday comes <laughs> I don't think he did, did I he? don't think he did someone died in that movie I can't remember and it wasn't I mean, Sean Bean yeah. what? oh so what's your favourite Sean Bean on screen death? I actually had to sit through a Sean I had to I sat through a Sean Bean film the other day and was very surprised he didn't die it's that um, Jupiter ascending. I kind of wish wow. he did die because that film is appalling. <laughs> oh, they filmed that right by my friends and he um, absolutely hates um, Channing Tatum. Is that who's mm, in it? Yeah. He absolutely hates Channing Tatum for that reason because they filmed it near his house and kept his kids up. It's a good enough reason. So there you go. You, so your friend hates Channing Tatum? For that reason. I thought you meant Sean Bean. I thought I was <laughs> oh, Sean, Sean Bean. Bean hates... No, no, no. no. <laughs> just, I just, just, just winged it here. <laughs> In terms of death, it's got to be Game of Thrones has got to be his best one. Probably I'm, because I'm going to tell you now, I have never one. watched Game of Thrones. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in that. I'm in that boat as well. I've and never... I, and I, I, every day, someone comes up to me and they go, "You have to watch it." No, I haven't. No. I've got to eat and drink and breathe <laughs> oxygen. That's what I've got to do. I'm in that boat though. Everyone, so many people have said it's so good. I'm now kind of put off from watching it. I broke mm. that mould a bit with Breaking Bad, and I'm so glad yeah, I watched it. Yeah. But with Game of Thrones, I'm just not. I, I was bothered. the same. It I just sounds like Lord of the Rings, but yeah. just seven seasons of it. That's why I didn't watch it till four years in. Because I just thought it's going to be Lord of the Rings. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't and it's mind not, Lord of the Rings. Either. It's so much better than Lord of the Rings. And you've got like 18 months till the final season, so plenty of time. No excuses, mm. lads. Was it Goldeneye? How did he die in Goldeneye? Oh, he was in Goldeneye, yeah. wasn't he? I can't even remember. I'm Lord of the Rings, he died. Is it Boromir? In <sighs> Lord of the Rings? Aragon, yeah. no, no. Aragon Ar- was. I thought you were from Golnar then. Yeah, there was, no, um, no, no. Alan Cummings' character is a Russian guy, isn't it? I think he was Boromir and Aragon. If I've got that right, Vigo <laughs> He died. So, I'm going to say Golnar. It's the only one I remember, mm. and he, I'm sure he died in that one. He got shot, probably. Put in a mangler, and James Bond had a little quip about it. Well, that old that won't iron out, something like that. I'm just thinking. Probably. I'm trying to make up what what quip he would do for a short. That, that's why I hate Bond films. Yeah. Because he's clearly a sociopath. Kill someone, yeah, electrocute the early, them. Early, absolutely shocking. Or early, just kill early Daniel Craig films, you don't see that kind of thing. In terms of one. It's I only was, recently he started right. to throw out the old school kind of. I was clips. forced to sit through Skyfall. That's and a good I film. Hated that's it. a good film. Casino Royale. That's one you need to watch. Oh, I got ten minutes one. in. I couldn't such, stomach such it. Such a good film. The best Bond one, I think. Adam's just like what. Lord of the Rings is just the best. <laughs> the, that's the best effort. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and that's it. That's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Hill & Smith Co. Limited and Upper Creative. Um, you can follow us all week on social media for your lols and trolls. Just find us. Just type us in. You'll probably find us there. And we'll be back next week to look back at that game against the Millwall to see who was right with their predictions and other random things that we like to talk about as well. Hopefully a glad and return. Fingers crossed a glad and return. Come on. <laughs> for, the, for this week, thanks again for Adam. For dropping by. No problem at all. See you was, it, was it the worst experience of your life? Um, no, it's um, up there with one of the best. Good. He lies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that as a quote. We can add that to the fancast quotes we've had recently. Oh, what, what was that? If uh, What did you say about Savile? Oh, yeah. That, the, I, do not I, fear, I don't fear George Savile. I do not yeah. fear George Savile. <laughs> <laughs> so it's boy from Adam. Goodbye. It's boy from Andy. George Savile, I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's boy from me. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.